0: When you think about asynchronous management, it is fundamentally trying to figure out all of the organization's processes, systems, the way that you communicate, all of that information needs to be digitized and on a platform so the manager no longer be- becomes the person that's actually doing the work, but the actual platform of the organization is what is doing the actual management day in, day out, so that people in the organization can focus on bigger and better problems. Three, two.
1: I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert, and I'm so excited to welcome you to another episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Tonight's show is really a good one. Now, here on the Small Biz Chat Podcast... We talk about how to start and grow a successful small business. My guests have amazing insight to share, and they will give you savage advice from multiple angles. So now it is time for me to introduce my guests. Liam Martin. He's a serial entrepreneur who's the co-founder of TimeDoctor.com and and Staff.com. He's also the co-organizer of the world's largest remote work conference, Running Remote, which actually that is the title of his new book, Running Remote. And Liam is also an avid proponent of remote work and has been published in Forbes, Inc., Mashable, TechCrunch, Fast Company, Wired, The Wall Street Journal, and many others, really specifically talking about the expansion of remote work. Liam is all about empowering workers to work wherever they want, whenever they want, and he's the author of the new book, Running Remote, and so if you're interested in his book, go to runningremote.com. Liam, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Melinda. So tell me, how in the world did you get started in business? I mean, you, you kind of still look like you had that kind of Doogie Howser thing going on. So like, what, you know, Thank how, you very did, much, Belinda. how did uh, you get started in business? And how old were you when <laughs> you got the idea for timedoctor.com? So
0: actually my business partner got the initial idea for timedoctor.com. He's actually a medical doctor. So we called it Time Doctor, he was a medical doctor, and now he's switching to Time. So we ended up running with Time Doctor, which is a pretty good name. uh, And we've been working on that for about 11 years now. But before that, actually, I was running another remote business, which was actually an online tutoring company. And I've been working remotely since 2007. I think that makes me one of the oldest remote workers on the block.
1: Oh, wow. So you're you're an OG, huh? Okay, so- Absolutely. So, both Time Doctor and Staff.com, your first companies, were really focused on time tracking and productivity. Like, is that a personal interest of yours? Like, how did you, you know, how did you get into that business? I am the most unproductive
0: person on the face of the planet. And I built a tool specifically to be able to try to solve that. So, for me, I could never really, and again, it's these entrepreneurial people that you're probably, that are probably watching your podcast right now, they're the same type of mindset. They can't actually figure out what they should do, but they know they should be doing something. And I was like that. So I needed to be able to make sure that there was something that could keep me accountable throughout my workday. And I use Time Doctor to be able to do it. So it basically lists all of the tasks that I need to do before my workday starts. I go through all those tasks it figures out exactly how long it took me to accomplish those. And then long-term I can actually look on the return on investment that I'm getting with putting my time into email versus maybe delegating it as an example.
1: Love it, love it. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. I wanna talk to you about the future of work. You know, will employers be able to force people to come back to the office or is remote work and hybrid work, like, is this here to stay? So, a lot of employers are trying to do it right now, and
0: there's a lot of resistance that's ending up coming up. Just to kind of pull back a second, February of 2024% of the US workforce was working remotely. By March, 45% of the US workforce was working remotely. Another really interesting statistic is at that same time, people that made $100,000 per year, 75% of that population was working remotely. So not only do the good jobs go remote, but almost half of the United States was working remotely. Today, we're floating around 30% of the US workforce working remotely. And as we're moving from pandemic to endemic, I think essentially, we're going to basically fit a pretty much at that 30% mark and then at least in my eyes and a lot of other researchers eyes we're probably going to see a projection
1: back up to 50% within the next 3 to 4 years. interesting interesting so you know i know that you have some real specific views about remote work so what is it that you think that people got wrong about you know with remote work during the pandemic? So in researching
0: for my book, Running Remote, I studied about a dozen billion-dollar-plus remote-first companies that were remote before the pandemic, and the one thing that I found that they did differently from everyone else is they actually recognized that you need to manage remote workers differently. It's a concept that I talk about called asynchronous management, which I know is quite alien to a lot of people, but effectively, this is building a business without actually interacting with other coworkers face to face. So as an example, my personal assistant, the person that actually booked our chat together, I've worked with her for six years and we work every single day together. We have met in person and on video five times over that six year period, she has the autonomy to do what she needs to do and I have the autonomy to do what I need to do inside of the organization. Effectively, managers cease to be the people that manage and the platform is what manages organizations.
1: Interesting, interesting. So do you believe that employers should just give everybody the choice where they work?
0: I think that that's not really actually up to employers to be completely honest with you. As we're seeing the transition from pandemic to endemic, we're seeing a lot of those best people, right? The 20% of your team that you really know secretly is doing 80% of the work. Those are the people that can get another job tomorrow, right? 2.5% effective unemployment in the United States. Those people are going to not just ask for remote work as a employee perk. It's effectively stable takes at this point, and you need to be able to adapt to that new reality or effectively get left behind.
1: Well, so what are the benefits of a remote workforce for a small business in particular? So the biggest thing that
0: I can really kind of explain for people that are thinking about moving either to a remote or hybrid model or sticking with an in-office model is the second largest cost on your P&L is your office space, number one. Number two, remote workers that work from home, almost every study that I've seen anyways has shown they are as productive or more productive than their in-office counterparts. And third is people love to work remotely. 77% of people that work in the United States right now, if given the choice, would work remotely. So to me, it's really, you're getting so many advantages for remote work without any of the disadvantages of the office drill drill. You know, I don't know if you go into an office every day, but that 90 minute commute every single day into the office, people, allow. Sleep during that time and not actually get any more work done, they would be way more productive.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. So one of the things that I've read online is that anyone who wants to implement remote work really should analyze their office communication practices because it seems to me that it's easy for somebody who's not in the office to not hear something they need to know. Is that your thought as well? Yeah, I think during the pandemic. What ended up
0: happening is people were just recreating the office. And unfortunately, they turned working from home into living at work. And you have to recognize that remote work is different. So the documentation of all of those conversations, you can actually digitize those now. If you're on a Zoom call, as an example, you can record that information. You can share it with other people. You can dictate that information. You can use project management systems. So everything is available to everyone. We actually believe that effectively everyone should have the same informational advantage as the CEO of the company. And with technology today, you can actually accomplish that. And you can empower everyone in your company to actually be as informationally savvy as the CEO so that they can make the best decisions inside
1: of the company. Interesting. What is the one thing that people should do today to get better at managing their remote teams?
0: So personally, I think that implementing asynchronous management is the biggest thing that you need to do to be to get good at managing remote employees. So when you think about asynchronous management, it is fundamentally trying to figure out all of the organization's processes, systems, the way that you communicate. All of that information needs to be digitized and on a platform. So the manager no longer becomes the person that's actually doing the work, but the actual platform of the organization is what is doing the actual management day in, day out so that people in the organization can focus on bigger and better problems.
1: What type of software are we talking about? Are we talking about everything's held in Slack some kind of CRM system? What are the systems that you think people should be using?
0: Yeah, so I go into a lot of the... uh, The remote technology stack, so effectively a project management system, a communication system, uh, a way to be able to communicate email and messages back to people. So that would be like Gmail, Slack, uh, Basecamp, Trello, Asana, Jira, Zoom. You know, these are the tools that you need. These are effectively your new office when you really think about it. And if you actually do that
1: type of transition, then your people are going to be a lot happier for it. Now when it comes to helping your remote workers get set up, do you believe that that BYOD, you know, bring your own device thing still holds or do we need to be sending laptops to everybody on the team so that everyone has the same level of equipment? So
0: I think the biggest thing is meet them So do they want new devices? Do they actually want to work from their personal devices? Or is there a security issue that you need to take into consideration? Uh, So for us, as an example, we deliver all of our own equipment to our employees to be able to make sure that we secure those systems. If that person ends up leaving the company, we take back that laptop. That's a single point of failure for the organization. But if you're really just getting started out a lot of remote workers actually prefer to work on their personal devices because they'll jump onto facebook and they'll jump onto youtube and stuff like that throughout their work day and that's actually fine it's okay for them to do that because we see day in day out that that actually improves people's productivity it doesn't slow
1: them down that's interesting well up next on the small business chat podcast we're going to talk more about remote work with liam Markin. I am Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I wanna welcome you to Small Business Lady University. Our mission here is to end small business failure. So all of the courses here are about two things, how to become your own boss or how to make money online. So that's what we do here. So whether you wanna learn about email marketing and sales funnels, or you're ready to, get started with social media selling or if you're really just getting started with e-commerce, you might want to jump into our How to Sell and Market online course. Either way, if you want to learn how to become your own boss and do it well, I have everything you need here at smallbizladyuniversity.com. If you have any questions or have any technical problems getting signed up, just email us at support at melindaemerson.com. Take care. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast Live. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host, and I'm so excited to be talking to you today about remote work and what we all need to know to help our employees be more effective in the workplace. All right, Liam, let's talk about what are some of your best tactics to onboard a remote worker?
0: The first thing that you need to do is make sure that they've got a good working environment. I always talk about dividing people's workspace from their social space. So they've got a quiet place even their kitchen table, I'd prefer their own private office, but if they don't have that, Get them a quiet space. Get them a committed space. Get their own equipment in there, uh, and then really work on their onboarding. So, what information do they need from you in order for you to not necessarily be a barrier towards them achieving their best work? When you work remotely, creating meetings with other individuals when you're, you know, either a block away or ten thousand miles away is very difficult. So, having all that information available to them from the get go is really critical for them to be onboarded properly.
1: Now, one of the things that a lot of people did during the pandemic was I just heard these stories about managers implementing these 15 minute stand up meetings, you know, kind of like just to like see everybody's face every day, make sure people were like actually, you know, at their computer kind of thing. What is your thought about that? Is that effective? To me, I don't necessarily think that that's incredibly
0: effective. And again, people can manage the way that they want to. But as I had said before, this is turning working from home into living at work. And it's really important to be able to make sure that if you have a safe environment for all of your workers, because there are actually some interesting legal cases of people that end up uh, tripping and falling in their garages and sue their employer because they don't have a safe working environment. So you need to be mindful of those types of things. But if you've gone past all of that from a legal perspective, to me, these 15-minute meetings don't work. They are fundamentally a distraction and basically pulling people away from doing deep work.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, what is the best business advice you have ever gotten? Well, to me, that was
0: probably about 17 years ago when a friend of mine said, maybe you should try this remote work thing out. Uh, It only took about 15 years (laughs) before remote work really became a big thing. But now today, it's one of those things that it's not a nice to have, it's a need to have. And if you don't actually adapt to that and recognize that remote work is the future of the way that people are going to work, you're going to get left behind.
1: Liam, what is your favorite
0: podcast? Other than this podcast right now? I would probably say Mixergy. He has interviewed over 2,000 business leaders for almost 15 years. It's one of the first podcasts ever. One of the best business-to-business podcasts I've ever listened to.
1: Love it. Love it. I'm a fan of that podcast as well. All right, Liam, I know this is like a trick question for you, but what is your favorite business app? Other than Time
0: Doctor. I do like Trello and Asana, they're both great. But the one that I'm gonna choose is an extension to Zoom, which is called Meetings Now. And what this app does is it will tell you how much everyone is talking inside of your meeting. So You've got a meeting with like eight people and one person is actually talking 90% of the time. You can see that right in the extension and you can tell that person, hey,
1: quiet. (laughs) You gotta let some other people talk. Interesting. I have never heard of that. So I'm going to have to check that out. What is your favorite business book you have ever read?
0: Definitely Zero to One by Peter Thiel. It shows you how to actually build a big business and not necessarily get caught in building a business, but instead owning one, uh, which is a very interesting concept for a lot of people to get their heads around. But really important for me to learn at least a couple of years ago.
1: Listen, thank you all so much for joining me for this latest episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I really enjoy doing this, and our mission is to end small business failure. If you're out here still working on your digital pivot, be sure to check out Small Biz Lady University and my brand new course, Social Media Selling. I want to give you the tools you need to finally start generating the money you deserve online. Thank you all so much for being with us tonight. And I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Good night, everybody. And God bless. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.